Hi, this is Laura Thompson with the Come Follow Me Laguna Niguel Edition podcast. On this week's episode, we've got some more fantastic members of our ward sharing some of their thoughts as they have studied Matthew 6 and 7. This week, we're going to be hearing from Emily Boyer, Britt Barker, Mandy Trimmel, Gina Speed, Keith Arthur, and Kristen Hallowell. Hi, ward family. Emily Boyer here. Uh, When I was younger and would hear the term, beware of false prophets, they are wolves in sheep's clothing, I would always think that spotting a false prophet doesn't seem that hard to me. I would think of David Koresh, the uh, Waco, Texas massacre leader, and wonder how folks clearly did not see that that guy was a wolf. But as I get older, I'm seeing how the adversary can be pretty good at deceiving us about wolves. I've been reading Days of the Living Christ by Cleon Skousen, along with the New Testament reading, and wanted to share a quote that I read this week. He says, The most tragic influence down through the ages has been exerted by the servants of Satan who have risen among the people as angels of light. These are the false prophets, the false messiahs, the false politicians, the false teachers, the wicked miscreants dressed in godly raiment. Jesus lumped them all together as false prophets and said, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. The line about servants of Satan who have risen among the people as angels of light made me think a little more deeply about who exactly these people are. Maybe some celebrities, some professional athletes, influencers on social media, perhaps even the people in our own lives or the lives of our youth, peers, teachers in school. It is clear that morality is quickly declining. It can be depressing to see just how quickly it's happening. Thankfully, we have an incredible living prophet during these times. And this quote of President Nelson's came to mind while I was thinking about all of this. He said, in coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. My beloved brothers and sisters, I plead with you to increase your spiritual capacity to receive revelation. Uh, Choose to do the spiritual work required to enjoy the gift of the Holy Ghost and hear the Spirit, hear the voice of the Spirit more frequently and more clearly. That's the answer. The Holy Ghost uh, is, is a blessing for us and will help us to know what to steer clear from, or who to steer clear from, and what to eliminate from our lives. And that's what I needed to be reminded of, and that's what I know our youth need to be reminded of, and I'm grateful for for this lesson that we had this week. Um, I'm grateful for the gospel and the guidance that it gives me, and I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hello, Laura. Hey, happy to share a thought or two uh, as requested. I think as I read the Sermon on the Mount this time, there was a thought that really jumped out this this go around. And it's really Matthew 6, 24. And it's the verse lots of us have heard before about no man can serve two masters for either he'll hate the one 
and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. And as I think about this, and especially what Matthew recorded in chapter 5, where Christ kind of really starts to introduce that higher law or the inner law, right, of, of going well above and beyond what was expected at the time. If you really think of what this means, Christ is really asking them, hey, come to me, come to me completely. Let's get that contrite spirit and broken heart. And, and when I thought about this, I think it's natural that just as a guy or as a woman, right, we like the praise of others. We want other people to be proud of us and, and see that we're achieving and being successful. It's very much in our culture to, to do all we can and do things right. But it, as you really start to think about what Christ is saying here, he's saying, hey, look, the praise that matters is my praise. And I think that's why Christ really <laughs> had a hard time and used strong words like hypocrites when talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, because, right, they were all about, hey, look at me, I'm fasting. Hey, look at me, I'm praying. They weren't really seeking truly God's will. They were looking for men to notice them and what they were doing. And so where it really hit home to me is Matthew 25, and you think of the laborers and where they were hired. And remember, some were hired at six in the morning and then nine and then noon and then like one and three. And then there was that group that was hired just with like an hour to go. And everybody got paid the same. And if we think about that, the injustice that can happen in there, it's like if I worked all day and got paid the same as the guy who got in for an hour, I mean, that's the normal, rational mortal way to be like, that doesn't feel right. But the reality of all of that, it comes down to why am I jealous? Why am I envious that this individual chose to make these other people's day? And it's really good putting that beyond and behind us, get the ends, <laughs> right? Satan, those type of attitudes and recognize, hey, I was fortunate to be hired. I got to be part of it. I got paid. I got my just due. I got what I agreed to. But again, coming back to this idea, no man can serve two masters. He'll either hate the one or love the other or else he'll hold to the one and despise the other. Is, hey, where is our heart and whose recognition and praise are we looking for? And let's not get too hung up on the injustices or the good things that are happening to others. Let's celebrate those with them. Let's be excited for them. Let's not be jealous. Let's not be envious. And let's make sure the praise we are really seeking at the end of the day is the praise of God and not trumping up ourselves and trying to make ourselves look good, that we might follow Christ. So that's kind of my takeaway from verse 24 and, and some thoughts. Hopefully that's helpful. See ya. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Um, I wanted to share my thoughts on some of our scriptures that we read this week for Come Follow Me. Um, the verses that stood out to me specifically this week were in Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23. And here people are, you know, the Lord is is 
teaching us about people who, you know, say his name and, and do things in his name um, or say they do things in his name. Um, and then in verse 23, he, he says, and then I will profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me. But we learn from the Joseph Smith translation that that should be corrected to say that ye never knew me. And I know the that phrase is also corrected, repeated and corrected in the parable of the ten virgins where we learn that the scripture reads, I know ye not, but Joseph Smith uh, helped us understand that that should also read, ye know me not. And this got me thinking about my relationship with the Savior. Do I know him not? Um, is my relationship with my Savior general? Or is it personal and specific? And I think something that's helped me really develop a personal relationship with my Savior um, is thinking about seeing him again. I have a very vivid imagination. And when I think about that meeting, um, and specifically when I'm in the temple too, and I think about I think about seeing his hand and his, the prints in his hands and how personal that's going to feel to me. And then I, I'm encouraged when I think about that meeting, I'm encouraged to try to really use his atonement more to become like him, to put my faith into action, to be more repentant, to be more humble to be more kind and patient, to be more in service of others. And as I do those things and think about kneeling before him and acknowledging my total dependence on him, but hopefully being changed enough to be somewhat like him, um, I am encouraged and I feel more personally connected to him. And um, I hope at that, at that day that I can, I can truly say that I gave away all my sins to know him. So I listen to the Follow Him podcast. It's followhim.co. Um, every week. And I will say that Dr. Lily um, Anderson, who spoke this week on Matthew 6 and 7, did an amazing job. Um, She's a therapist and just really had some great um, insights and advice and experiences that she shared that um, I, I actually saved the show notes in my personal file. I liked it so much. But from my own personal studying Matthew 6, um, when he's talking about, you know, praying to your father in secret and he'll reward you openly and don't use vain repetitions as the heathen does. Uh, verse 8, it says, be not you therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. And I have a link on that verse to Romans eight twenty six, which says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, 
but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And aside from that just being really beautifully written verse, um, to me that's just pointing out the fact that sometimes we don't even know ourselves what we should be praying for, but the Holy Ghost is there to help us and to guide us as we say our prayers in the morning to help us know what things we should be praying for. I've had experiences in the past where I've said a prayer and, you know, said a specific phrase that wasn't maybe something I would commonly pray for. And then later in the day, you know, had just some little blessing or a little um, uh, prompting to say something or do something. And then I've thought back, oh, I that was actually included in my prayer that morning that I wouldn't normally have included. So I feel like I've experienced that. And those are pretty amazing experiences. So. I think getting away from the vain repetitions and looking more to align ourselves with Heavenly Father's will and with the Holy Ghost, um, we will be setting ourselves up for success even more um, as, as we're praying for ourselves and our situations and the people that we love throughout the week. So today in my study, I was reading uh, Elder Bednar's talk, If He Had Known Me, uh, which was referenced uh, to the uh, scripture in Matthew 7:23, uh, when he t- says, uh, "I never knew you," um, and how the Joseph Smith uh, translation for that is, uh, "Ye never knew me." And uh, as I was uh, reading uh, this talk, uh, the very next verses in that chapter are the wise man and foolish man. And tonight, uh, as a family, we were discussing how we can build our foundation on the rock. And this talk and the previous scripture uh, prior to that parable um, are very applicable to building that foundation. And Elder Bednar says, following the Savior also enables us to receive an actual knowledge that the course of life we are pursuing is in accordance with God's will. Such knowledge is not an unknowable mystery and is not focused primarily on our temporal pursuits or ordinary mortal concerns. Rather, and this is the key to building a foundation, rather, steady and sustained progress along the covenant pathway is the course of life that is pleasing to him. And I believe um, that our foundation is built by Uh, steady and sustained progress along that covenant path. And really it is building our relationship uh, with the savior. Um, The savior is the rock that we need to build our foundation. And it is not until we are willing to believe in his teachings and actually apply the atonement that we can build that relationship with him and get to know him and, uh, and really truly build our foundation on him. Uh, So those were uh, some of the thoughts that stood out to me uh, from this week's teachings. Hi, so I wanted to talk about Matthew 7, 16, which says, you shall know them by their fruits. And the fruits we know are our works. And if we are doing good works, then the fruit is our good works. And that man that is doing evil cannot do good. And that you can't serve the devil and follow Christ. And you can't follow Christ and serve the devil. 
Um, and this is how we are to judge good from evil. We judge with the spirit of Christ. And I just wanted to, to point out that I substitute teach at elementary, middle school, and high schools. And I would say that at the elementary schools, the kids are for the most part very pure. And as you get older, as you go to the middle school, there's a little bit of badness emerging in the kids, but not, not, not a lot. But in the high schools, it seems very clear cut that Christ's light glows from kids that love God. And it is just very apparent in the high school because I don't think you see it as much at church because at the high school, there's just a lot of depression and sad faces and our kids are literally glowing with light when you walk down the hall and see them. So I just wanted to point out that I think this is also a good missionary tool for people to see um, where they can find goodness and light and truth and that if we live it and through our good works and also literally through our fruit, through our children and their good works that they can find um, Christ and his love. Thank you. Thank you so much to those from our Word family who contributed this week. Whenever I get these audio submissions, it totally makes my day just because it affirms to me again the incredible people we have in our Word family. So thank you for contributing and thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.